Welcome to the Ask Kadian Show with your host, Kadian Grant. This radio show airs bi-weekly on Sundays on BBS Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Kadian is a life transformation coach and the author of the upcoming book, Climbing Your Happiness Ladder. If you would like to experience extraordinary shifts in your life, tune into this life-altering show to experience Kadian's unusual coaching skills. She will guide you to greater levels of happiness, fulfillment, and connection. And now, let's ask Katie. Hello, BBS Radio listeners. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2017. This is the first show of the year and is the first show I've done in a while. I think since November, I've been on vacation. The holidays came in. Um, so it's been a while talking to you and it's my pleasure and happiness to be here to talk to you tonight. Um, so welcome. This is if it's your first time tuning in. Um, the name of the show is Ask Kadian, and I am your life transformation coach, and I am always here to remind you of your greatness. And let me just explain for new listeners um, what that means, your greatness. Your greatness is where you find fulfillment and connection and happiness and purpose and where you where all your desires, your true desires are. But for you to be there, you have to embody your greatness. For most of us, we're either not embodying it, or we are just getting a small portion of it and we keep having this feeling of lack, um, this feel, feeling of contentment and wanting more. That's, that's, that's the key, wanting more, you know, not satisfied with where you are. So on this show, I talk about the things to help you find your greatness, and one of the reasons I've been absent, like I said, for a while is I was on vacation. I took a, um, a long trip overseas and um, some time off, which led me to a big change that's happening for me this year. And that's the topic of tonight's show. It's life changing decisions. Boy, if you want to embody your greatness, if you want to really feel fulfillment, happiness, and joy, you have to make them. You have to embrace them. You have to follow through. So that's what we'll be talking about tonight. Um, let me give out the phone number in the United States and Canada because I would love to chat with you. Please call in so we could talk about tonight's topic if you need help with any decision you're grabbling with right now, it doesn't, ha doesn't even have to be a life-changing decision, but it's a decision you need help with, you're afraid of, you want to move forward um, with. Just call in. Let's talk about that. If it's not on the topic, let's just talk about what you want to chat about. So the number in the United States and Canada is 888-627-627. 6008. Once again, that number is 888-627-6008. And that's in the U.S. and Canada. And outside of the United States and Canada, please call in directly at 323-744-4831. And let me repeat that. Outside of the United States and Canada, the number is 323-744-4831. Give me a call. Any time during the show, um, so we can have a you know a quick conversation about how you can move forward in your life. So once again, tonight's topic is life changing decisions, and I always build my topics around examples from my life because I've been through so much in my life, and I could you know I can. 
I can attest to a lot of things, you know, and um, and how I got there and 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 what I had to do and what has worked and what hasn't worked worked. And um, so um, I will talk about tonight for three major decisions, actually four major decisions. One occurred recently and I will talk about those decisions and how they have changed my life. You know, you can make large decisions, big ones. You can make small choices every day. And I always say I am, I struggle a little bit with tiny decisions, you know, for some reason, I don't know why I don't think I'm that great at those, but I am really good at making big decisions for my life life-altering decisions. I'm really big at that. And the more you make these decisions is the more courageous you become. And that's part of changing your life, being courageous. Courage is required. So as you're making more of these decisions, you're getting experienced at with it. You know, you're not you're, you're um, getting rid of the fear surrounding it and anxiety and all of that because you are going to go through all of that with these decisions. And as you make them, you get better at them and they become easier to make. You know, and so I'm going to talk about the four big decisions that has really altered my path and especially one I recently made. And I'm also going to give you reasons why we don't make these decisions. You know, we know we we want to make them. Uh, we can feel them. We know it will take us down a different path. And I'll give you the reasons why we don't and some things to take away from um you know, from making these kinds of decisions that I have learned over the course of of my life. All right. So life changing decisions. The first life changing decision I made was when I was 17 years old. And at that time, um, without getting into too much too, you know, too much details, my father had thrown me out the house at that time. And I was, you know, 17 years old, so I'm sleeping on people's floor, people's carpet, various, you know, family members, friends, house, a boyfriend house, you know, every other night or whatever. I just did not, it's just I was homeless for a minute. I did not have a home. Um, I, I can go, you know, day, day and a half without eating because I didn't have a job at that time either. So I was struggling. I was still in high school. And I was struggling a little bit. And I remember um, I needed to get some more clothes from the house. And I went back to the house to get some more clothes. And my dad slammed the door in my face. He wouldn't let me in. And um, so what I did was I walked to the police station and I explained to the police officer what happened and I need to get my clothes. And he said, "Okay," to get in the car and he'll drive me to my home. On my way in, you know, to my father's house, the police officer starts asking me questions and, you know, asking my age. And I said, I'm 17. And he's like, what? I have a daughter your age. I would be so upset. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself if my 17-year-old was on the street and didn't have anywhere, you know. And he's like, oh, my God, I would be, I wouldn't know what to do if my, my child was homeless. So he's, in return, he's 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 begging me to go back home because he was nervous for me, nervous for my life. And um, as a young lady, and I lived in the Bronx at that time, it's not a good area of America. And, um, you know, and so he was a little nervous for me and he was trying to convince me to go home. When we got to my father's house, uh, my father acted as if, you know, this was something really small and he'll take me back. Um, the police officer didn't know our conversations and that he was not being very truthful about that. But in it boiled down to my father said I could come back. And I remember in that moment, even with me not, you know, not having a home and not eating or not having any money, I said no. I said no to it. And the police officer once again tried to convince me and I said no. So he said to my father, well, um, I can't make her stay, but she she needs to get her things. So I 
my father let me in, of course, because the police officer was there and I got as much things as I can carry and I left my father's house. That was the last time I have ever lived with both parents at the time my parents were together. And that was the last time I ever lived with both parents. So I've been on my own since I was 17 years old, um, taking care of myself. And the reason I did not go back home, even though with all the issues I had, is because when my father threw me out, even though it was devastated, it was scary, um, I didn't know what to do. I was young. I felt a sense of freedom for the first time in my life. And my father is not an easy person to live with. He was a difficult man. Um, He also um, had favoritism among his children and I was not his favorite. So normally I I was the one who got the end of the stick with a lot of things. Um, He was very hard on me more than anybody else. And um, so for the first time in my life, I felt free. I felt like I could breathe. And um, so that was better than being in a warm bed um, to me at 17 years old. And I never lived with my father again. Um, Took years for us to even communicate again um, after that. And but I didn't go back home. That was a life changing decision for me. And I have three brothers and three sisters, and they stayed close to my father. I was the only one who did not. And our lives are so different because they stayed close to my father. My life is different than all of theirs. And I think if I was under the influence of my dad, my life would not be the way it is today. You know, it'd be a little different. And um, so that was my first decision, not going back home. Can you imagine a 17-year-old kid with all that going on to make such a huge decision? And I didn't like that, that, but I didn't realize how huge it was until, I'll tell you, maybe recently, maybe about three, four years ago, when I'm reviewing my life and thinking about the choices I've made, um, you know, I commended myself. I said, I am so proud of you for doing that, even though it was difficult. So that was the first time I've ever made a big decision like that and the more, a very difficult decision like that. So not returning home after my father threw me out at 17 was a huge decision. So I want you to think about even small decisions in your life, right? At you know, if you think back, if you go back, you've been, you'll realize you've been making decisions all along. And if you've made a huge one, like I did at such a young age, then you, you can understand where I'm coming from. If you haven't, that's, that's okay. Cause that's still young. And sometimes these decisions are thrust upon us. And sometimes we make them a lot of times big decisions are thrust upon us, but this was thrust upon me. I would not have thought to leave my father's house. I wasn't really thinking that way at that time. So him throwing me out, thrusted me towards this. And um, so it made me made this decision. So you, I want you to think about, you know, what have you, what decision you have made, big ones. It doesn't even have to be as huge as that as that one, but you know, a medium size one and and think about it and um and and how it made you feel. How it made you feel, you know, that decision after you've made it. I I just remember how free I felt. Scared but free. I remember how happy I felt because I was no longer under the influence of that parent, you know? So that was my first big, major, major decision. And that would be number one, I think, on my list. And the reason I'll leave it at number one because I was so young. I was so young. And immediately I knew that I was not gonna go back home. The second decision, I think, the second biggest decision of my life that that changed my path totally at 17 and this one was quitting my 
almost six-figure job, a year job, just because I was unhappy. I quit. I left my job at Lucent. It was first, it was AT&T and then Lucent Technologies bought them out and I was working for Lucent and I was a project leader at that time. And I was so happy. I'd gone to college. I had a four-year degree, computer science degree. I was in computer science. And I really, once I got into the field, the money was great, but I was unhappy. I did not want to get up and code every day. You know, I hated that. But then when I got the project leadership role, that made me happier because I was in a different role. But I felt like I didn't feel free. And I, I didn't feel free because my whole life I wanted to serve. I wanted to heal the world somehow. I wanted to help people somehow. And working for a big corporation, this corporation wasn't allowing me to do that. The other thing I realized in my late 20s was I, um, I hated the fact that someone told me when to come and go. I hated the fact that they're telling you when to take vacation. They're telling you how long is your vacation. They're telling you when to take your day off. They're, you know, somebody, you're dependent on somebody for pay, for a paycheck. At that age, I did not want that for my life. I hated that. I hated that I had to go on vacation and go back to work. You know, I just did not like that. So um, after a few years of being unhappy, I walked away from that. Um, I think it was like $96,000 a year. And I remember my ex-husband saying, um, who walks away from that kind of money? Well, I did because I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled. It was not my purpose. I was not passionate about it. And I was not contributing to the world the way I want to contribute to the world. So I walked away from that job to go out and find my passion and purpose. And being in my marriage at the time, I am now divorced, it allowed me to do that. My husband, ex-husband at the time, has, still has a great job. So he's able to hold the fort down financially while I go find myself. So I, I started up several businesses and thought that was the way to go, entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship is the way to go for me, but I was not doing something that was passionate for me. You know, so each business I had, I shut it down. I just said, forget it. I'm going to try something else. I love not working for other people, but I need to find something that's fulfilling. So the second big decision was quitting my almost six figure a year job because it was because I was unhappy. One, one of the things, one of the reasons we don't make big, we don't make those decisions or follow through is fear. And at 17, when I did not return to my father's house, I was not afraid. And I think I wasn't afraid because I was young. Um, and at 17, you know how you want to explore the world and you want to venture out. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't a scared child like that. And I think young people could have you know, could agree with me that, yeah, you know, they want a lot of them, not all of them. There's some of them that are fearful, but a lot of them want to go out and venture out into the world. So I didn't, I wasn't thinking about a lot about how I was going to eat, what I was going to do for money. Um, am I going to graduate from high school? How was I going to get to high school? Because I went to school in Manhattan. And a lot of times I was staying way up in Westchester County, where it took two hours to get to my school. I wasn't thinking about all of that. I just dwelled on the freedom that I felt and, the, and how I can breathe now. So I didn't feel a lot of fear. With quitting my almost six-figure job, year job, the fear, there was a little bit of fear, but not a lot. And I think it wasn't, I didn't have a lot of fear because I had a, I had a security blanket, which was my ex-husband. He was making great money. He, you know, um, so I, we were okay 
with money. We weren't able to spend the money like we used, you know, the kind of money like we used to, but we were okay. We were fine with money. So, you know, a lot of times we don't make big decisions because financially we don't know what's going to happen. So I had that security blanket and that was, so it helped me to go out there and I wasn't that fearful. Um, Another reason we don't make the big decisions is support of people, you know, being in agreement with our decisions. And at 17, um, my mother wanted me to come back home. um, And a couple of people did. Um, But um, I was, I was adamant about that. Like, no, I'm not going back home. Quitting my almost first figure year job, not many, many support, even from my, my ex-husband, because he was like, you're in a good job. He's caught up in the American dream. We should work until where we retire. We have, you know, benefits and blah, 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 all the things that they sell us. What? you know, happiness is, you know, and um, so he wasn't that supportive about it at all. Um, There were some people who weren't supportive because they're thinking, oh my God, you have this degree and this great job. What are you doing? You've never had your own business before. You didn't even know what that is. And they're right. I've never, I didn't even know really about entrepreneurship. I just started reading about it and, and just taking steps towards it just being green in the area. Um, so yeah, I the fear wasn't there much for that because I had a blanket. The support wasn't there. And also another reason we don't make big decisions is because we can't see the full plan. And for some reason, I think because I had that security, um, I was okay without a plan. At 17, Actually, I was ecstatic that I can create a plan. I could create my reality. At that time, I couldn't put it in those words, but that's how I felt. I can create my life the way I wanted. I was excited about that, you know, and same thing with the second decision. I can create what I want. I didn't know what it was, but I can create what I want. So when you a lot of us want to see the full plan. We want to see the steps and have all the ingredients and everything we need from start to finish before we even start. And that will never happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. You cannot have the full-fledged plan if on a big decision because life is full of ups and downs and challenges because that's what they're there for. They're there to challenge you. They're there to build your character. They're there to build your courage and your resilience and your motivation and your inspiration. All of that. That's what these, that's what the um the challenges are there for. You know, that's what the contract is there for, but we get scared. But just look at it this way. Whether or not you make that decision, you still encounter that every day anyway. Don't you encounter challenges anyway and contrast anyway? Um, you know, you 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 know, you don't have control over you know what life throws at you. So to me, I'd rather not have the plan while I am creating this path based on this decision that feels good, at least it's something different than settling into something that I've been sitting in for a while facing challenges and, 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 you know, and contrast. So, you know, to me, why not try something different? All right. So tonight we are talking about life changing decisions, why we don't make them, my big decisions in my life that changed um, the direction of my life and the things that you could take away from it. And right now I'm going to take a short break and the number, let me just give out the number again to call in in the United States and Canada. It is 888-627-6008. And anywhere else around the world directly, 
1-800-273-8831. Give me a call. Let's discuss um, any decision you're grappling with that you can't even move forward on, you're thinking about, that you're scared of. You probably already made it, but you're scared and need support. Or anything else for the new year. 20s. Let's make 2017 the year that we really embody change and really go after those desires that we are seeking. I'll be right back. Hello, this is Cadian Grant of Ask Cadian, and every fourth Thursday of each month, I will be facilitating a life transformation group coaching online class. This class will begin on January 28th. If personal one-on-one coaching isn't for you right now, and you would like assistance with change in your life, then I highly recommend getting started with this class. Each month, we will work on a particular theme. I will answer questions, coach, and be there for your personal development. For more information, please visit my website at www.kadiangrant.com and click on Group Coaching to begin your transformation. I am here to remind you of your greatness in every way. Okay, and welcome back. Once again, Happy New Year. Happy 2017 to everyone. And um, I ended the first segment of the show, you know, asking you to make 2017 the year that you really embody change and the year that you really go after those desires, you know, and I can help you do that. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about my coaching programs. Um Like I said, I'm a life coach and I have different programs for different needs. And I want to spend a little bit of a time, a little bit of time talking about that now. um, So you understand what I do for a living. Um, I have um, four different programs. The first one is just uh, one-on-one sessions, um, just one call. Um, you could just call me and we talk for 50, 55 minutes about whatever situation you would like to talk about. And I coach you through it. I help you through it. And um, those are just single sessions. Um, the second um the first program I have, the first one is just single sessions. The first program I have is Climbing Your Happiness Ladder um, Coaching Program. And what that does is I help you find the happiness you are seeking in your life, that fulfillment. We begin working on that. And that same monthly program where, where we talk twice a month and you get customized um, homework and strategies and so on for you. And we are building towards that. That program is a lot of unloading, you know, for you to find deep happiness, to find not even deep happiness, just to find happiness. You have to um, unload the things that's keeping you from it. So in Climbing Your Happiness Ladder monthly coaching program, I begin working on that for you. It's this, pro- this program is only a monthly commitment. That's it. And um, you can do it for a month. You could do it for three months. You could do it for six months, for as long as you want. You could take off a couple months and come back. I've had people done that. and um, But it's just a month, a, a month commitment and we work on making your life easier, happier, feeling more fulfilled. Then we get into deeper, some deeper programs. I have the Uncovering You Full Throttle and Half Throttle Program. And the difference between those, one is six months and one is for a whole year. And those programs um, embodies the the Climbing Your Happiness Ladder monthly coaching program, along with deeper work. And in the the throttle programs, you will work on AID, AID, um, my signature um, talk, which is about aspiration, inspiration, and dedication. And it's very deep on loading to move you from 
the aspiration phase of your life, the motivation phase of your life to find an inspiration and then dedicate into your path. You will also work on uncovering your message to the world. Every single person have a message to for the world, to the world. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, a teacher, a healer, coach, anybody, you know, you there's a message that you carry within you and we will work on connecting to that message. The other thing we work on in these programs um, is speaking and living from your essence. A lot of us most of us aren't doing that. We're not speaking from a place of who we are. We're not speaking from a place of our greatness. So I will help you to do that. I help you get rid of the patterns you're stuck in and those programs in your head that you've, that's been programmed for you and um, for you to find you and speak and live from their essence. And uh, with the 12 the 12-month full throttle program will also uncover a word. What I, you know, I, I, I use this program for people to get to know each other, to get to know themselves even better. And each of us, along with a message, we carry a word that that's for us. And I help you to uncover that word and not just uncover the word to come up with your own meaning for that word. Like my word is spontaneity. I love, I love to be spontaneous. I love, you know, when things are spontaneous and my message, my definition of spontaneous is amazing outcomes are never planned. You know, that's my my definition for that. So in that program, we will uncover those things for you as you're moving more and more towards your greatness. And the last program that I um, I have going is called Throttle on, Throttle on Program. It's a continuation of the Full Throttle Program. And this program is by invitation only. Um, you either had to have gone through the um, the um, full throttle program where you unloaded tremendously, where you uncovered your message to the world, where you found your word and its definition, or by approval. Because you know, people will come to me without even going through those programs, but they have reached a stage in their life where they are ready for the Throttle On program. And that program embodies everything I said about the other programs, but we get into really deep, deep soul work work here. And within this program, um, you're going to work on your dominant soul traits, that's keeping you from your greatness. And they're not positive traits at all. We're going to work on those traits, that personality of yours that's keeping you stuck. I also talk about transformers. Um, what kind of transformer are you? Meaning, how are you here to transform the world? Some of us are here to be a personal trans transformer where we just work on ourselves personally and we never go to the next level um, where the other levels is based on trans how we help transform others, you know, and sometimes a person is here to be a huge transformer, you know, um, but they're stuck where they are and they don't know how to get out of that. So I work with them until they, you know, they they move from their personal transformation to transforming other people's lives. And the last thing in that program is we work on the 10 areas needed in your life to bring you joy. Needed. And I will, throughout my my radio show, I will talk about um, the that 10 area. If you want to, I did talk about them last year, so you could go through my archives and view them. But, you know, some people found happiness and joy in certain areas of their life, and in some areas of their lives, they are stuck. So I help you to balance that out, to get to that, to work on that. If Maybe sometimes the energy in that area isn't moving, and, and so we, we begin to find movement. So those are my coaching programs that I have. I have single sessions, if you just want to 
talk about something, one issue, that's fine. The rest of them is building on something. Climb Your Happiness Ladder is focused on you unloading. Um, the Throttle On program is deep work, focusing on your message for the world. Even if you're here to be a stay-at-home mom, you still have a message. There, So we need to hone in on that message so you could get deeper fulfillment. And then um, the deep, deep, deep work is the Throttle On program. And um, so those are my coaching programs. You can go to my website at www.kadiangrant.com. My first name is spelled K-A-D-I-A-N grant.com. Or shoot me an email at Kadian R as in red, G as in go. That's KadianRG at gmail.com. We can discuss it if you don't know what program is good for you, where you need to start, shoot me an email. I'll send you my phone number and we can chat about where you are in in your life and where do you need to go. So let's get back to tonight's topic of life-changing decisions. In the first part of the show, I talked about two of the life-changing decisions that, um, that changed the path of my life. Um, at 17, my father threw me out. I was homeless. I was, uh, you know, I didn't live in the streets like a homeless person, but I didn't have a home. I was just sleeping on people's couches, people's carpet, going to different people's house because people, you know, even though they're giving you a place to rest your head, they they, they tend to act funny. And um, so I was bouncing from places to place, you know, every other night and um, trying to figure out what to do with my life, how really my focus was, how am I going to eat? That was kind of my main focus. And um, so, um, and I did get a job and so on and so forth. But yeah, that, that the, the big decision, was not going back home to my father's house, my parents' house. I, I keep saying my father, but my parents' house because they were together at the time and um, to be in a stable home, but to um, create a path that was more in line with who Kadian was. And the second decision was quitting my almost six-figure-a-year job because simply I was not happy, you know, and I want to be happy. A lot of my decisions, when I look at them, um, is based on me not being happy, actually. So when I left home at 17, that freedom and happiness I felt made me not want to go home and quitting my job was because I was unhappy. So the third big decision um, was the scariest of all. It was the scariest decision um, I had to make, and that was to def- was to divorce my ex-husband, and it was really scary because I tell everyone I w- I was married to the nicest guy in the world. We had a great marriage. We had three children. We lived the American dream. We had a home and cars, and took great vacations, and did all the things that most people um, would like to do in this country. And we met in college. And so we built that American dream together. But I was unhappy. I was really, really unhappy. Um, The relationship did not satisfy a part of me. And a part of me loved to grow and expand. I loved to to increase my awareness. I, I love to move forward in life. I don't like staying in the same place at all time. I love to find deep levels of happiness and greatness. And my ex-husband's happiness was where it was from the very beginning until we divorced. And that's being married to me and having our kids. Um, I remember I wanted to move into my spirituality and I always, I wanted to bring him along. And of course, you know, you can't bring people along if they don't want to. And I remember giving him books to read and I wanted us to do it together and he just didn't get it. So I put it down for a couple of years because I was waiting for him to get to be ready so we could do this together. And 
the truth of the matter is, was he was never going to be ready because he was satisfied in his life. He had what he wanted, but I desired more. I always wanted more, you know, and so I couldn't get that more I desired in that union I was in. Everyone that knew us, friends and family, was totally against this divorce. I was in the corner by myself on this um, because he was so nice and loved by everyone, loved by my family and my friends. It was one of those unusual marriages where there wasn't an in-law issue at all. Till this day, my mother calls him and he calls my mom, checking up on her. You know, till this day, when my family members come see us in New Jersey, they go to his house to see him, you know, because I always tell people that when I was divorcing at the time, I would say to them, I have to give them time to get over my divorce, you know, because it was it was just, you know, the way we were. We were happy, you know, on a certain level. I wasn't happy, but it wasn't a marriage where it was, there was no abuse. There was no arguing. It was just nothing like that. It was just, a, it was just an easygoing marriage, but I was unhappy. So that was a lot of fear came in. And one of remember I said one of the reasons we don't make big decisions is because of fear. And there was so much fear with this. It was tremendous fear. I didn't I wasn't afraid of what others might think. At this point, I was used to being alone on decisions. Um, because the first two big decisions um I was alone on. Um my fear at this time I had my children. And I well, I knew I was uprooting their life. And, you know, you, you grab it with, I want to be a good mom. But then you also want to live your dreams. How do you do that? And I knew I was changing their life. And I was also changing my ex-husband's life. We were together, been together since I was 20 years, 19 years old. And now we're in our 40s and we're getting divorced, right? And so it's, it, it, it was, I was fearful. Not only that, at the time, a lot of things was changing for me. Um, I was trying to get on this path of my passion and purpose. So I wasn't making a tremendous amount of money. He was the breadwinner. So here I am, I'll be out there on my own. So there's so much fear around this. But um, it felt, once again, that sense of freedom, that sense of I can breathe. I wasn't stifling. You know, I was I, I was stifling in that marriage. The second reason we don't make decisions, remember I talk about, was the support. <laughs> no support. None whatsoever from people that we knew, that knew us, right? None whatsoever. I mean, when I told family members about it, they cried. Um, everybody took his side. It was just like that. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to him? Why are you doing this to your children? You know, that type of thing. I had to go through that. So there was no, there was no support. Also, number three, you can't see the full plan. I didn't know where I was going with this. I just didn't know what the next step was or what I was going to do for the main problem was money. I didn't know what to do. Um, because now I'll be paying a mortgage by myself. And I had the three kids, um, you know, they're much younger than. So it was, it was difficult. I was really, really scared. But once again, that feeling of freedom and I can breathe outweighed everything, outweighed every single thing. I was willing to take that risk. And I did. And that was 2011. December 2011, we were divorced. And um, it was not easy. There's many, many times I wanted to go back to my ex-husband and which, which would have made him happy because he wanted us back together. There's many times when the days, you know, you have you have those days where you're depressed and you're low and you're like, oh my God, life would be so much easier if, right? And all my if was with him in the picture. And um, because I couldn't see the full-fledged um, plan, I wanted to deep down. So don't think when you make a decision that you won't have, you know, some kind of regret. I had some kind of regret, but once again, what I was feeling, I thought about what I wanted 
and how that marriage cannot give that to me. It just, it would not have given it to me. So um, I stuck with it and I fought through it. And here I am today, happy, the happiest I've been in my whole entire life. About a year ago, a year and a half ago, no, about a year ago, um, for the first time in my life, I felt like I did not have depression looming over my head. I was clinically depressed for a few years um, during the course of the marriage, but I think throughout my life it was there. It's just that it really took its toll for those few years. And then even after I got better, it was there. I can feel it. I can sense it, but I could manage it. I can manage it. And that's what most of us do, right? We manage um, depression. I can manage it. I know what to do when it come, when it wants to take over. And I was never going to allow it to take over ever again. And, But for the first time in my life, about a year ago, I realized that it is no longer there. My head is the clearest it says it has ever been my whole life, the happiness that I feel on a daily basis, the fulfillment I feel. And along this path, through the divorce and everything, I found my passion and my purpose in this world. And it's what I'm doing right now. Part of it is this radio show and talking to you and helping people transform their lives. That's part of it, you know, and um, this radio show is part of it. So it, that decision changed the course of my life so much, you know, and here I am. I have acquired something that most people on this planet has not acquired. I can really honestly say I know who I am and why I am here. How many people can say that? Not many on this planet. So that's my third big, biggest decision. And my fourth decision happened a month ago while I was on vacation in Southeastern Asia, in Thailand and Laos, which is going to change the course of my life once again. And um, I've decided that... I want to do something that I wanted to do at the beginning of my life when I started out before I got married and have chil- have children and had children. I wanted to do um, humanitarian work and travel the world and help people. And I wanted to do that right out of college. And because I, you know, I got pregnant and got married and settled into that life, that was put off for a long time. And I want to do that now. So in the next couple years, I will be traveling. um, I will be out of the United States a lot because that's what I want to do. I want to live my life differently. And for me to do that, things had to fall in place, of course. And and, and it did. It did. My children are now grown. My youngest is 19. She's in college. She doesn't really need me. She's one of those 19-year-olds that are like, they're like 39-year-olds, you know, never needed me. And um, so my excuse when I want to venture out into the world is always my children. And that's no longer an excuse anymore. The other thing is finances, right? How would I do that? Well, my passion and purpose allows me to do that. I am a life coach. I talk to clients on the phone. I don't really need to meet per- people in person. You know, you talk to me on the phone. I will have Skype <coughs> available to talk to people anywhere I am. My radio show is done on, on over the computer. I I don't have to be in a physical location to do that. So even my passion and my purpose is allowing me to travel and see the world and do the things that I want to do. And it's a much bigger picture than that. I just don't know what the picture is. And like I said, you can't see the whole plan. This one is I, 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 you know, all of them, I couldn't. And this one is no different. I don't know what the plan is. And honestly, I don't care. 
And with this, the fear is almost nil for this one as well. Like I was 17. I feel like that 17-year-old girl again. It's almost nil. I'm feeling fearless. You know, like it doesn't matter what happens. Even if this is the biggest mistake I've made of my out of, you know, for my life, it's okay. I want to try it. I want to do it. You know, I always say I don't want to be on my deathbed and and say I shoulda, woulda, coulda right? I, I want to say I should, and I messed up, you know, I could, you know, I don't, you know, I did that, you know, so, um, that's my next decision is to give up my home and I'm giving up my, you know, I'm leaving, my kids will still be here. And that wonderful ex-husband that I have, who's so nice, um, decided to give up his place to come back home to stay here with them and pay the mortgage so they can continue to live the life they want to live. And because he's that kind of person, he said, you go do what you want to do. And if it doesn't work out, we just work on that when you come back. You know, this is always, you always have a place to come back to and we'll take it from there. That was the kind, that's the kind of guy I was married to. So I am going to go out there. I don't know what this is going to bring. Um, another reason we don't make big decisions is because we're afraid of our greatness. And for a couple of years now, I have been afraid of my greatness. And this is me moving towards my greatness on a different level, you know, to really fully embody who I am without the fear and this time I have a little bit of support. Even my ex-husband is supporting me on that. My children is supporting me in that. I have friends that supported me on that. You know, I've, you know, it's funny with this decision. I'm not alone on this one, which is wonderful. So I want you to take away this when you make big decisions. You're always going to be making these decisions alone, okay? Don't expect everyone to be on board with you because they won't. They don't. They can't feel the fulfillment and happiness you feel when you feel something. You have to leave them out of it and move forward anyway. Okay, the decision has to make you feel so wonderful inside that you are willing to give up a secure place to bounce around on the street. That's something I want you to take away from from this. How does this decision feel to you? And please ignore everybody else's feelings about your life and where you're headed. Ignore it. Don't talk to them about it. This is your life. So let 2000 and 17 be the year you move heavily into your courage towards change so you can embrace those desires you've been longing for. So thank you for listening. This is the end of the show. I will be back in two weeks, two weeks. Yes. And always, always, please remember, I am here to remind you of your greatness. Good night.